Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Oftentimes, we find ourselves as leaders in positions of influence. Not only as leaders, but we often find ourselves in different environments where we hold certain titles. If you're in the business fraternity, you might find yourself being a CEO, a strategist, a um, team leader, an organizational scientist, and so forth and so forth. If you're within church uh, and the community of faith, you would find yourself being a pastor, being a deacon, being an elder, being a leader, being a volunteer. Uh, if you're in the banking sector, you might find yourself being an auditor, a accountant, a client relations officer, and so forth and so forth. If you're in the sporting fraternity, you might find yourself being a coach, a team player, a psychologist, a health and fitness um, coach, and you name it, you name it. The point really that I'm trying to make is oftentimes we focus a lot on these positions and titles and overlook the human side thereof. All these positions are assumed by people. And that is why it becomes very important for us as leaders to not neglect the human side of leadership. And that's why I'm extremely excited in these two-part series or episodes where I'll be speaking on the human side of leadership. I'll be drilling down on the emotional and social part of leadership. I'll be anchoring it on emotional intelligence. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. Your success in anything that you do really hinges on the human element and dealing with certain dynamics or intangibles that are oftentimes not seen. I spoke at the top of the episode of how in all these different contexts that I've mentioned, it is easy to measure production, to measure metrics, to measure results. But we often forget what is it that contributes to these results. There's a certain climate of emotional health that is very important for you to perform at your optimal best potential. Maybe let's look at to start it off on emotional intelligence or EQ as it is usually known. We know that it was founded by Daniel Goleman around the 1995 and it really added so much value shifting away from the management which was really strong in that era by Peter Drucker but speaking more to over and above the emotional quotient of individuals which speaks of the ability of individuals to recognize their own and other people's emotions to discriminate between different feelings and label them appropriately and to use emotional information to guide thinking and behavior. Another definition of emotional intelligence speaks of the ability to do three things which I would like you to underline. Number one, to recognize. Number two, to understand. And thirdly, to manage 
our own feelings and to recognize and understand the emotions of people around us. So in a nutshell, emotional intelligence speaks of being able to recognize your own feelings. You cannot conquer what you're not willing to confront and you can't confront something you've not recognized. So the key thing within emotional intelligence then is being able to recognize why am I feeling this way? I often speak in the podcast as to how feelings, there's a time and a place for feelings, but you need to be able to confront your feelings. Don't allow your feelings to inform your behavior. However, allow your behavior to inform your feelings. Because oftentimes we don't feel like doing the right thing. And that's where self-discipline comes in, which is the ability to do what is right, even if you don't feel like it. So emotional intelligence then says, I'm able to recognize I'm feeling sad today. Why am I feeling sad? Which speaks to the second part of understanding the triggers or the causes. Because you might find yourself feeling a certain type of way, but not understanding what's the root cause of this feeling. Is it a person I was with? Is it an environment that I found myself in? Is it communication that I received? Is it something that's underlying that triggered how I feel? And once you're able to understand, you are then closer to confronting and managing your own feelings. And I emphasize owned because emotional intelligence begins with you. Before you try to fix the other person, it is important and pivotal for you to take charge of your own emotional well-being. And after you've recognized, understood, and managed your own feelings, you are then able to recognize and understand the emotions of the people around you. As I said, it starts with you. And we see a lot of people who get this order swapped, where they start with recognizing the feelings and understanding and trying to even manage, which is very dangerous, the feelings of other people when they've not done their due diligence in dealing and understanding their own feelings and being able to manage those feelings. A few thoughts on emotional intelligence. One of the things that we know about emotional intelligence is that it is a far greater predictor of leadership effectiveness than IQ. I'm sure you know someone who was brighter, smarter than you were back in the day at school or varsity. However, they've not yet tapped into this part of emotional intelligence which has stumped or limited their growth where they are so smart and bright and wise in an area, yet lag behind in different areas. And this is true because emotional intelligence is a far greater predictor of success than IQ. And that's why one of the things which we really are trying to influence the education sector with or advise the education sector with over and above focus on IQ, but is the focus on social and emotional learning. There's actually a study by educational psychologists where they're looking at Gen Z. And one of the things, looking at four quotients, and they looked at their cognitive ability, their biological growth, and their social and emotional growth. And one of the findings there is how Gen Z, cognitively, they develop quicker and faster. They are smarter. They are clever. Uh, IQ, they sharp. Um, biologically, as we would see, they mature quicker and faster. They are bigger, they are stronger, they are bolder. However, when it comes to the emotional and social part, they lag behind a lot. 
And that's why it's very important for focus to be on the emotional and social part of learning. Again, maybe you're sitting there and maybe driving or jogging wherever uh, you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, okay, how do I grow uh, and master and manage my emotions? And I really have something for you in this episode and part two, just to remind you, which is something so profound, I believe the fact that emotional intelligence can be learned. It's not genetic. It's not something that you inherit through the genetics of your parents or you're born with it, but it's something that you can learn and pretty much anyone can get better at it. You might start off not being as emotionally intelligent, but if you're willing to do the work, you can learn it, master it and grow in it. The thing again about emotions is that they are contagious. They spread and we tend to catch them. One of the ways to grow in emotional intelligence is to check the environments that you find yourself in. Assess and evaluate the relationships that you have. How wise or emotionally intelligent are the people you spend most of your time with? Because if they are not emotionally intelligent, aware, understand, are able to recognize, understand and manage their own emotions, you might find yourself in a whirlwind of emotional instability because emotions are contagious. That's why you would find yourself in a space with someone and all of a sudden you feel emotionally low. All of a sudden you're not feeling well. All of a sudden you feel some type of way and you can't pinpoint to where this comes from. Chances are you might have caught something because you're in the same room, similar to uh, flu. Um, recording this podcast in winter in South Africa where it's extremely cold and the flu bug is literally in the air and it's so easy one moment you knew yourself to be fine the next moment you're coughing Uh, however there are certain things you can do to strengthen your immune system so that the virus or bacteria doesn't attack you and the same is true when it comes to emotions you won't always be protected against the wrong emotional environments but the key thing is if you do the work ahead of time, when you find yourself in environments that want to compromise your emotional well-being, you've strengthened your emotional system or your emotional intelligence by doing your due diligence. So it's very key for you to really have a grip on your emotions because your emotional intelligence or lack thereof is already affecting far more than you think at work as well as at, as, well as at home. You might not see it, but the people around you are feeling the effects of you not being emotionally intelligent. Emotions have a deep impact on our personal and work life. They guide our health, our relationships, and our financial well-being. A lot of relationships that you have, relationship with money, relationship with food, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your kids, relationship with your employer, etc., etc., hinges a lot on the relationship that you have with your own emotions. And this is true because we don't see things as they are. However, we see things as we are. You need to be willing to do the work within your emotional intelligence. Once you are able to do the work and you are diligent in it, you are already set on the path of success because individuals with emotional intelligence outperform those without it. And as you grow in your emotional intelligence, you are then able to master 
this area which has a ripple effect on other areas of well-being. And really, in this episode, I wanted just to speak of the importance of emotional intelligence. Once you can grip and master this, I kid you not, you're already on the path to success. You're already on the path to becoming a better and healthier you. And in part two of this incredible talk and teaching on emotional intelligence, we'll then zoom in and dive into the five components of emotional intelligence and how you can go about developing your emotional intelligence. Till we meet again next time, recognize, manage, and begin to deal with your emotions. It starts with recognizing them. Be willing to recognize what is it? What are some of the triggers? Why am I feeling this way? How am I feeling? Because once you are able to recognize and understand and then manage your own feelings, you are already on the path. So your homework from this episode is begin to recognize like intentionally, similar to how you would recognize if you've been hurt physically. Maybe there's a cut or you um, were trying to chop something in the kitchen and put together lunch or breakfast or that scrumptious dinner and you cut yourself. Immediately you cut yourself, you would recognize that something has happened. You would feel pain. You would possibly wash it off and put ointment or need be if it's uh, not a deep cut and put a plaster over it to cover it, but intentionally allow it to heal. The same ought to be true when it comes to your emotions. You might not see the blood physically as you would from a cut, but recognize emotionally when there are some cuts and certain things that are permeating your emotions that are causing you to feel unwell, to feel uneasy, to feel anxious, to feel depressed. And once you un- recognize that, begin to seek understanding. Why is it that I'm feeling this way? What happened? What contributed or is contributing to this? And once you've done that, manage your own feelings. And part of management, again, is after you've managed, you need to lead because you need to take charge. Similar to if you had a cut and a doctor would say, all right, this is the ointment. I've seen what's the problem. Go home, treat it three times a day. Take these painkillers, dress the wound, undress the wound. Um, They would give you instructions of what to do. They will help. They will diagnose. They will use their expertise. But at the end of the day, you need to be willing to do the work within the healing process. And the same is true when it comes to your emotions. After seeing a counselor, after seeing a psychologist, after having a sounding board, speaking to your coach, mentor, spouse, um, whoever you speak to and voicing out your emotions, be willing to do your due diligence in the healing process. I hope this has added value to you because we really want to be emotionally intelligent leaders. Join us again in the next episode as we zoom in and double click on the components that speak of emotional intelligence and how you can grow in these. Till we meet again next time, continue to take your lead. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.